friends. Welcome to another episode of Create Ideas in Commercial Real Estate. This is your host, Ashley Koltonsky. And today I am joined with Eric Booth, president of Desmone, which is an architecture and interior design firm headquartered in Pittsburgh. Welcome, Eric. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. I'm really excited to talk about this conversation. I think it's very relevant. We're seeing more and more of well-building certifications out there. So I wanted to get the inside scoop sure, from you. Yeah, <laughs> but first, congratulations on winning Best of the Berg again for Best oh, yeah. Architecture Firm. Thank you. Thank you. That's very exciting. Yeah, thank you to all of our adoring fans out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I read an article with, uh, I think Chip was quoted that he really attributes that success to the culture that yep. you guys cultivate here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's probably for any business, but um, yeah, especially for us. Well, that's awesome. And it kind of ties into what we're talking about today, too. Being more, I think, people-centric, people-focused is where I'm seeing a lot of trends, being a little more purposeful with um, just caring about your employees. And I think that's what um, well-building standards is kind of trying to achieve. But I want to hear from you because you're the expert. You've gone through the whole process. So for me, I studied LEAD in school. And for those of you listeners who don't know, LEAD is Leadership in Energy Environmental Design, and you can get certified to different levels for a building. But it's a lot of building, um, building. how do I want to say this? Building performance. Exactly. Um, Environmental sustainability practices Mm -hmm. within creating and designing the space. Well is new. I don't know how new it is. It's it's been around for several years, but it's only the last few that's really kind of gained a lot more traction. Yeah. So it is a performance-based system measuring and certifying and monitoring features of the built environment that impact human health and well-being. So I, what I'm gathering from this is that it is more on the occupier-focused mindset versus, you know, creating a building. Is that how you would simply define it? If you think about, you know, if you, you know, lead energy and environment, you know, those are the two things that lead focuses on. So if LEED is about how buildings impact those things, energy efficiency and the environment, well is simply about how buildings impact people. Mm. And so it's the occupants, it goes beyond that, um, but it's really kind of, those are kind of like the two ways that I look at it. Mm-hmm. So that that's the first question I had, um, the differences between the two, and do you think there's one that is more important than the other? No, I mean, in the end, uh, both are very important. Uh, lead is really important in terms of when we look at the building's impact on the world as a whole and the environment. And there's a lot of overlap between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly, the, and actually, there's literal overlap in the sense that there are some categories that are very similar. We get to materials and so forth. Um, but they're really kind of trying to achieve two separate things that are both, I would say, are equally important in the grand scheme of things. So talk to us about those two separate things that they're trying to achieve. Sure. So if, if uh, lead is about how buildings are going to impact the environment, um, in terms of a long-term sort of sustainability. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the way that buildings impact the environment, sustainability ultimately comes back and affects us as a whole people. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, is kind of gets more granular in terms of how the building specifically impacts people that are in it. Now, it kind of arose out of office buildings because that's kind of the obvious thing, but really the principles of well can be applied to anything. Um, and so, uh, you know, it looks at it more than just the building. So you mentioned the building kind of components of, of lead. And there's a lot of that too within well, but well actually goes beyond that and looks at even things like policy. So it's not just the building itself or the space, but it's actually how you use the building space. 
and how you treat the people in it, how the building treats people and how the people in the building treat the people. Mm -hmm. How did you stumble upon well? You just heard about it through reading or someone recommended? Yeah, it's something we've known about for a while because um, we've always kind of had a very strong interest in how buildings impact people. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we were looking to do our own building, you know, we thought about this and we realized that part of our culture as Desmone uh, is really about how we treat our employees and how we treat people. And we thought, you know, if, if that's really what our culture is about, what kind of, when we are looking at designing our building, how should it be structured? You know, how, how should we think about it? And well, being about people and its occupants was almost as a natural fit. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and it was particularly intriguing for us because there, at that point, um, there had been no buildings in Pittsburgh that had done it. And it was fairly new. We started this process back in 2017. So well before COVID and all that mm. sort of thing. And so it just seemed to be the great sort of measurable way to kind of do what we were already doing. Mm -hmm. So did you start to plan with the, the, the people at Well as you were undergoing your renovations and planning for this yes. whole new space? Just like lead kind of has to start from prior yeah. to project. Yeah. You, know, you got you to decide that you're going to do it and commit to it. Mm -hmm. um, so it's even before, you know, uh, pen goes a paper. Mm -hmm. You have to have all the stakeholders involved, stakeholders involved because it goes beyond just the building design itself. It goes into policy. And so as we were sort of developing and doing the design, we were also having to look at our policies as a company to make sure that they're actually going to um, fit the kind of categories and requirements that well had. Yeah, align, um, right. certainly. What was most important to you as you were looking at this? You, I was going to ask if this was a response to COVID, but clearly you had been right. planning this years in advance. Right. Um, and I think the policy thing is interesting too, and we can get into kind of the seven um, sort of, you know, categories that well establishes, because I think some of them are very interesting, but what stood out to you as most important from thinking through the well designation? I mean, for me personally, it was really more about how buildings impact us in terms of our mind and spirit. I mean, it's obvious how buildings impact the body in a sense. They keep us, you know, keep the rain out, they keep us safe. Um, but equally important, I would argue, is how buildings impact us in terms of mentally. Mm -hmm. And so this was finally a way, uh, as well as based on um, data and research, it was a way of having an informed way of approaching that. Like we all know, for example, that natural light is good for us, but how much? Mm -hmm. Or we know that water quality is good, but how do we measure that? Mm -hmm. So the measurable aspects of all this is what really intrigued us. And also, um, unlike LEED, where you, know, you, get, you kind of get your plaque and you're done, mm -hmm. it's kind of an award. Well requires, first of all, on-site testing, and verification of what we of what you said and also it has to be renewed every three years so it's a built-in accountability factor so the accountability factor the idea that we're going to practice what we preach and continue doing it was also something that intrigued us because it was a way to kind of hold us accountable to make sure we're actually going to continue to do what we said we're going to do so how often are the the items being measured other than that three-year check-in kind of thing you're saying you know lighting systems air filtration how often are yeah those so being? like you know in terms of mechanical systems that's a quarterly thing we okay. have to keep logs oh wow uh, in terms of our cleaning that's something that ha happens every day mm -hmm. we have a cleaning log and so with every system it's kind of a different interval um, but the idea is that we have to maintain all those records and all those logs to prove and then we monitor our air quality real time mm -hmm. so if you go out into our so we're sitting in our new uh, conference room here that has lots of natural light. Mm -hmm. And if we were to walk outside into our main space, there is an air quality monitor out there. And if that air quality monitor goes below a certain number, we're actually required to take action. We have to figure out why it went down there. I mean, luckily, since we've been here, it's uh, been very few times. I don't know if it's actually ever gone down below that. Um, but, uh, but if it did, we'd have to record it and we'd have to know why and actually you know, take remedial action. 
Yeah, that's that's an interesting difference between lead where it's like, cool, you got your sticker for the right. fridge and there it is. But right. this is like accountability and continuing this process and 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 yeah, just holding yourself accountable to these systems. Yeah, I mean, I'd actually like to see lead incorporate some of the, uh, you know, the actual um, verification procedures and uh, because, you know, what we've seen, I mean, first of all, I, I think the lead is a fantastic program, especially when it's, you know, what's meant to do. Um, but not all lead buildings are actually functioning the way that they were meant to, um, especially on the energy front. So having to have kind of a verification process in there, I think, would mm. be a very good thing. Do you have to read? Do you have to do a check-in with lead? You do not. Never. No. It's a it's a voluntary thing at this point, uh, but it is not required. Uh, and in fact, a lot of questions we get is, okay, well, let's say we have a lead building, we want to do a renovation in it. Does that affect our 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 lead score? Yeah. Well, not in terms of the plaque. The plaque is there but it's up to the people doing the renovation as of whether they're going to do it to their standards or not. So if a building has been renovated after achieved original certification, it may not meet those standards anymore. But there's no checks and balances there's there. There's not currently, no. It, it would be the check, the only checks and balances will be the actual, you know, the owners and the design team themselves going and saying, yes, this actually hmm. meets this, but there's no third party because again, you know, the well plaque is kind of like a, it's kind of like an award. It's like a trophy. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Very cool. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about. So well has these seven kind of categories to pursue certification, water, light, nourishment, comfort, mind, fitness, and air. A couple that really stood out to me, which I think are very interesting nourishment. Yeah. Um, and they have, you know, bullet pointed hand washing, dietary accommodations. Yeah and mindful eating spaces. Yes. Talk to me about that. And what did Desma, how, what did you determine what were your standards there? Yeah. So, um, I mean, if you think about, like I said, you know, well looks to encompass everything that affects the body. Well, what you put in your body is, is equally important to what happens around it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there it's really much, it's really more about the policy in a sense. And, uh, it's about, uh, you know, we can't force people to, for example, eat better but we can make it easier for them to eat better. So the way we did that was uh, kind of two primary ways. One is that we actually have, uh, and we did it in our existing building, um, we have a cafe. So we took part of our old um, uh, design spaces and turned into a cafe as a way to actually encourage people to gather and eat and have eating be something which is an actual kind of communal type of thing. Again, this was sort of pre-COVID. Uh, and then also allow for you know mindful eating in terms of just being aware of what you're eating. So, um, you know, we're, we don't, provide, we don't, we don't provide food like a sort of a cafeteria. Now, if we did, we'd have to be, we'd require to put like the nutritional value of mm -hmm. all the food. But the way we do it in terms of our policy is that we offer, um, we offer our employees and anyone else the op, you know, choice between your normal snacks and then healthier snacks. Mm -hmm. So for example, so if you go downstairs, uh, you should find there's also fruit on the table in addition to the donuts that maybe, you know, that may that have come in another time. Mm -hmm. Um, and so part of that, uh, and this sort of encouraging it and also having information available as to what the nutritional value of the food is. And also another part of that is encouraging, uh, drinking water. And so there's a requirement in well, uh, that you have to have water within a certain distance of any kind of given point. Mm. And that's to encourage water drinking. Um, and I will say that like, we've seen a significant, I mean, we have a significant increase of people drinking water just because of the fact it's actually so much more convenient. And to notice, you never have to walk more than I think it's like 75 feet in our, in our office here before you have the ability to get water. I love that. Yeah. So how happy are people to have like a fruit option? Because I think that is yeah. like a very underrated. When I was at a more corporate firm, they had a fruit basket every Tuesday and I loved it so uh -huh. much. 
Um, and I wish people would just, those simple things, I mean, what is that $30 a week, you know, oh, for the firm, Yes. T like how important and how much does that add to like culture, just feeling at home when you're at work kind of thing, right. what kind of feedback do you get with that? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, it, the feedback we get, and I don't get a lot of it directly, but it's all eaten. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, actually what's really cool is that we not, we don't just have the fruit, but we also have like, you know, like the, like the pea snacks and like the, uh, um, like different kind of chips and stuff yeah. down there. So it's actually, we, we've kind of made a fun thing about it. And initially we had that stuff down there and all the old stuff was getting eaten. But now that we like, there's more of it and actually tastes pretty decent. Mm -hmm. um, I'm seeing a lot of those things actually get consumed, which is great because mm -hmm. it ultimately helps, uh, it helps people's health. Now I'll admit that we all, you know, it's not that we're going to discourage or, uh, you know, say that you can't eat or, or force people to eat. You can't do that. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just about making, allowing it to be, you know, people to make better choices, make it yeah. easier for people to make better choices. Yeah. Do they give you examples of what other buildings or tenants um, have done, businesses have done for these categories? Are they like, here are like 12 options to promote healthy eating or, you know, like, or did you have to brainstorm within to create these ideas? It's both. So um, on the well website, they actually have, um, you know, all the, all the, products that have received certification are on there. So it's kind of a best practices thing. Mm -hmm. And also when we're working with it, um, we have, we work with a, a well reviewer and we work with, um, we have the ability to have a well coach, well coaching. Cool. And so there's a lot of best practices kind of things that come from that. Mm -hmm. um, and actually the, so the FIPS in town was, uh, they were the first to get platinum. And so we actually kind of picked their brain a lot with these types of things because they were the first ones to have anything associated with well. Uh, in the city. And so that was a great thing. And so nice. a lot of it's kind of been learning from each other. And some of them were just sort of, we we took the overall concepts and thought, how can this apply to us in our culture? Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. The other category that I think is very interesting is mind. Mm -hmm. uh, it says adaptable spaces, collaboration of culture, and policies for peace of mind. So what did Desmond do to check those boxes? Yeah, so I mean, obviously we can kind of encourage collaboration through the space themselves in terms of providing spaces for people to collaborate and to encourage that. Um, and also in terms of our policies, I mean, you know, for example, our healthcare and the fact that, you know, that we have a healthcare that, act, that has, that covers pretty much all of mental health mm -hmm. types of things mm -hmm. and encourage those types of things. And, and also just to kind of take a, a you know, a special attention to and being aware of mental issues being an incredibly important part of, of things. Yeah. Um, and so our, a lot of that comes through sort of our policies mm -hmm. in a sense. Yeah. Very cool. And, and this was, I think maybe a great case study for not only do you to implement, to improve your business, but now you get to go out and talk to your clients about it. Right. right? Are you seeing, are, are people coming to you with these questions and inspired and, how can we make our space this way and how can we work towards that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it certainly gains interest. I mean, COVID, uh, one of the things that COVID did was made us all very aware of our spaces, right? Mm -hmm. So we're all very aware of what we touch and so forth and how we interact with people in the distance. So that alone has kind of gotten people to think about how buildings impact us. Um, but everyone seems to have an interest. And also whenever we bring people into the office, we love people bringing people into the office and because our office kind of becomes a showpiece in a mm -hmm. sense. And so it's a great opportunity to say, hey, look, you know what, like with a lot of rating systems or things like that, people sort of think, oh, it needs to look a certain way or it has to be a certain way. Well, actually, no, it could be a great, beautiful space, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't have to look very foreign. You don't have to have everything a certain way or prescriptive look a certain way. Um, so it makes it kind of an easy way to at least start having the discussion 
about wellness. Mm -hmm. And we try to focus on not well certification itself, because well certification is a very, it's a difficult process. It's mm -hmm. not for, it's not going to be for every company, but we think that the, the, the kind of the principles of well certification and well could be applied to every single building project, no matter what it is, single yeah. family, multifamily. Uh, so even for those products that are not going to pursue certification, we look at the project through the lens of those categories. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, that's a good point. And it, it does just, I hope that this episode can inspire people to just start thinking, even if you can't do the whole thing, how can you take a little bit or a bite out of this and start implementing it, whether into your business or a team or your own personal little office environment, right. you know, like get a plant in your office. Exactly. So t start testing out these ideas and just see how it impacts you. I did have a quote from here. It, it well um, states that 86% of office workers believe that the office has significant impact on their physical and mental well-being. We all know that right. we're spending at least at least one third of our lives in our office space. So it matters. It yes. matters what's going on in here. Yep. For sure. Well, it's funny you mentioned the plant thing. We actually have a plant stipend. So everyone in the, in the uh, if you choose to have your own plant, we actually will uh, re reimburse you up to a certain amount Fun. to have your plant. And then also, <laughs> so you notice we have a lot of plants around here and they're actually serviced uh, by Plantscape. It comes in and waters them on a regular basis because frankly, it, it, was, it was purely up to us, up to us above and probably die. But then everyone who gets their own plant has the opportunity to either then be responsible for watering it themselves, or it could just be watered with yeah. their nails. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. such a cute idea. I have a dying orchid right now mm. on, in my office. I would need <laughs> Plantscape to say, what's going on here? Am I yeah. overwatering it or underwatering yeah. it? Because I don't know. Well, you're mentioning like, you know, simple things you could do. And I say, uh, there's a couple simple things. Number one, like clean your filters, right? That's the first thing, mm -hmm. you know, clean your, clean your space, but also bringing in plants. Because plants are a great way to kind of connect with nature and so forth. Yeah. The caveat of that is that if you bring in plants in your space, take care of your plants. Mm -hmm. If you're going to kill them, don't <laughs> right. bring them in because there's nothing worse than like right. a dead plant in your space. Yes. Yeah. I agree. It, it takes work <laughs> as, as mine is dying yeah. in my office right now. Um, so, yeah, we touched on a lot of uh, the points, but the whole process of this designation, I, could you simplify it? Or did, I know it took years, so we don't have that much time, but going through the idea, working with well specifically, and then um, just walk us through maybe some challenges or, or just parts of it that you really enjoyed. Sure. So, I mean, the first step was uh, deciding to do it, getting on board. Uh, and then there's a registration. So it's similar to lead in that you have to register the project. Uh, and then there's um, a well reviewer, which is actually a third party that is, that is the one who does the evaluation. Um, and then we essentially put our plan together and we, we go through the checklist and we decide essentially as, as a company, which of those different categories we're going to go after. So there are preconditions and there are optimizations. So the preconditions are things you have to do no matter what optimizations are additional points. Mm. It's all point system. Mm -hmm. So to get gold, I think it was 60 points, you know, platinum was 80 and so forth. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you essentially decide what level you're going to go at, and then you design the building mm -hmm. and design the policies according to those things. Now, we also had to bring in the contractor, for example, on this, because uh, a lot of the things affect the building, pro you know, the actual construction process. So while construction is happening, that things don't get into the air ducts and that type of thing. So we had to make sure everyone was on the same page. It was something we had to educate people, you know, the whole time. 
Uh, and then essentially once the, you know, once we go through that and once we get kind of the preliminary approval based on our plans, what we're intending to do, build the project, project's built, and then they come out and actually do field verification. They come out and actually do testing. They went around here with a light meter to every single one of our workstations, um, uh, air wow. quality and so forth. Uh, and then we get an initial report back and that there's deficiencies there, we can correct them. And then once we correct them, we get our certification. At that point, you know, then there's that three year uh, time until the next time we have to go through basically mm -hmm. the same process. And we do this again, we'll have to go through that same verification process. Mm -hmm. That light testing, is that for natural light? No, it's actually for, uh, so at every workstation, we are required to have a certain amount of light available. Okay. And so that would be achieved, and it, it could be achieved with natural light, but if, if you know, it's really, um, uh, it's really mechanical light because of you can't always rely upon mm. the sun. Right, right. So yeah, so we had to make sure that there was a certain amount of light provided at every single workstation. And in fact, uh, we had a couple of deficiencies the first time through, and that was one of them because we had a couple stations here that actually didn't meet the light requirement. Mm. So at that point, we had to like shift some things around or actually add, you know, task lighting, so to make sure that any desk that people would use would have the same opportunity for the amount of light. Mm -hmm. Wow, that is a very intense process. Yeah. And I'm sure it could be frustrating as you've already planned and designed it, then you get tested and you're like, yep. whoopsies, and this is missing. That's was right. there any major headache in that process? That was that was probably the biggest one right there. The lighting. Uh, the lighting one, yeah. I mean, and the thing is, like, our system is not really a complex system. I mean, you can get those systems that actually uh, change color temperature and so forth through the day, or ours does not. Um, so the system itself doesn't necessarily have to cost more than a standard system. This has to be very designed well and laid out well, and you have to pick the right fixtures yeah. that are actually going to perform. Yeah. We actually had to do um, a lighting calculation study prior to everything, but those things are never perfect, right? And so the actual physical testing is where we saw whether we actually did right. or not. In this case, we there were a couple stations that did not. Gotcha. Cool. Very interesting. So just to summarize, um, this has been a really great conversation, but what I'm curious about as an expert in the field and your experience with working with all kinds of clients and, you know, on the, just doing tenant outfits and landlords, both, do you see that things are shifting in the sense of employee health and wellness? And do you think that well is going to be a big catalyst for this change? Yeah, I think if we look at this businesses in general and the way things are happening, every you know, human capital is going to be the most important and challenging aspects of any business, right? And so now that people have had the opportunity to sort of see different kind of environments, they've had the opportunity to work at home and they've had the opportunity to work in an office and now they're comparing the two in terms of the work, people are naturally going to be thinking more about where they're comfortable working. Mm -hmm. So I think it is it is imperative for every company to think about how they treat their employees and to create an, an, a space, an environment where they can thrive and where they can be the, you know, work their best. And so Wells is kind of one way of meeting those types of things. So I think it would be in everyone's best interest to at the very least think about how, think about how buildings impact their people and then look at well as a way of, okay, here's how we can actually improve things or here's how we can do it and look at it in, in a way that has been measured mm -hmm. and actually been verified um, to kind of meet those types of things. So I think it's a great framework. Yeah, I think the last year has definitely shaken up how we view office home life. What do we want? What are our priorities? And what I just really, I have such high praise for Desmone in conversations that I've had with Jim and you and you guys have done such thoughtful, intentional work 
on your strategies from within and really honing in on the core values that you want to embody. And that makes all of this great change. And this is just one part of that pie. So I really, really like huge round of applause to you you guys. I'm curious, are your employees seeing it, feeling it? Do they love it? Do they feel like if you were to think about where Desmond is now versus where they were five, 10 years ago, what do you, what are your thoughts there? I think overall it's positive. Although, you know, so COVID hit essentially right when we got our certification. So right when we're going to have this opportunity to occupy one of the healthiest buildings of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. we couldn't legally occupy it. <laughs> yeah. So the pandemic happened. Yeah. Um, and now during that time, a lot of us uh, were able to kind of come in because we found it was just better to work here. And, uh, you know, as we kind of move out of the kind of the, the craziness of COVID, there's a lot of that that factors into the overall kind of sense of wellness of, of staff. So we're still dealing with that, but I think generally the space that we're able to provide for them has now given them a reason to actually want to come back. So not in the, not just to see everyone to work in that environment. Um, we have to be able to entice them. We have to be able to create an environment that's at least good or better mm-hmm. than the one they had when they were at home because now they're going to compare. And so I think, uh, especially since so many people were eager to come back, right. Um, that, that we did that. But then it also, in terms of looking at the overall idea of wellness for employees, we still, we went back to our, we, prior to the pandemic, we had a two-day uh, telework policy where everyone could work telework two days a week. And that was for a couple of years prior mm-hmm. because we wanted to give flexibility. And so uh, the idea is that we're trying to give our employees the opportunity to do their best work wherever it would suit them based on the tasks they're doing. Mm-hmm. And we realized that part of that may not, may not be here, but for the part that is here, we want to make sure this is a place that, where people actually want to be and that can actually do their work to their fullest extent. Yeah, definitely. And that flexibility trend, I think, was proven through COVID. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, we, we thought it was an essential thing prior to it. It is uh, it is absolutely critical. I, I think that any company that's not considering some sort of, you know, telework policy at some point, I think is going to be missing the boat and they're going to be losing employees. Yeah, I agree. I just think that you have to be, I think it comes down to trust, trusting yes. your employees and 100%. knowing. But especially for creatives and the people that work here, and I'm a creative, mm-hmm. um, you don't always work and grind in your best hours in a set like nine to five. You know, you just don't. <laughs> and or from an office, like so, sometimes you need a break, you need a breather, you need to like take a walk, and just having that flexibility, but also trusting and knowing that I'm doing my job um, and believing in your employees. I think just makes you perform better at your job and just enjoy what you're doing better. Yeah. I, you mentioned that. So I, I joke that like none of my good ideas came before 2 a.m. in the morning. So <laughs> in terms when I'm a designer, that's yeah. usually when it happens yeah. now. And then essentially the, the work days are when that kind of collaboration happens. But yeah, I mean, inspiration can strike at any time. Yeah. Um, and you can't, it's uh, you can't sort of pin it down. It's this, we, we as designers can't pin down exactly where we're going to sort of be our best. So yep. have that flexibility. And then you, like you said, trust, 100%. That is the most important thing, mm-hmm. I think, in all of this. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, sure. Eric. I really appreciate the conversation. Um, again, Eric Booth, president of Desmone Architecture and Tier Design Firm. Great insight on well building standards and hearing about your experience with the firm. This was a pleasure. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thanks for pushing play on this episode, everyone. I think this one was really timely and relevant, especially as we're all returning to the office from, you know, the COVID work from home life and quarantine life. 
these ideas are super important and, and really, really vital to our health and happiness and well-being at work. So if you want to dig in and learn more about the well concepts or become an accredited professional or a member, check out the well website. It's wellcertified.com. And of course you can reach out to anyone on the Desmond team. They are wonderful. Highly recommend all of them. If you have any specific questions, I'm sure they'd be happy to chat. And uh, we will see you next time. Stay tuned for more great episodes of the Create Podcast, Ideas in Commercial Real Estate. Be well. Take care. Talk to you soon.